0: In this episode, I talk with Sandra Bellew about creativity and horses, and how you can express your own creativity with your horse, even if you don't think you're a creative type. So here we go. Episode 182, Creativity with Sandra Bellew. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Sandra Ballou is a creative equestrian that combines her passion for dressage, equine art, and musical freestyle to inspire and help others have fun with their horses. She is an author and she also performs with her horses at special events like Equitana, Equine Affair, and Briarfest. She believes that positive energy, love and creativity are the key ingredients to create a strong bond with your horse. She's quite unique in what she has to offer. And she really truly is an artist with her horse, around her horse, and along with her horse as her horses participate quite fully in the process. I've gotten to know Sandra personally over the last um, year or so, and we co-presented at an event this past year, and I think you're really going to enjoy meeting Sandra and hearing what she has to offer. Hi, Sandra. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) We've been talking about having you come on the pod and be a guest, I don't know, probably for a year now.
1: I know I was in your mastermind for a whole year. So i got to know everybody on the team and you got to know a lot about me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine. I'm glad we finally, um, were able to make this happen. I think since we first talked about it, you've moved and you've created so much new stuff. And so maybe this is just the perfect time to have hey. you on here. So yay. Um, let's see. Last time I saw you. Uh, was at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala. We were both uh, fellow presenters at the Iberian Showcase, Yay. which was super fun.
1: I know. It was so fun. I loved it. And we. I, I was listening to your podcast episode about the performance and your behind the scenes of preparing your horse. And you're so similar to what I do too. I like overdo it. I'm like all the little things and like Get there really early and make sure your horse is super comfortable in the stall, and take them for walks. And you know, it's just it's so nice. I mean, I, you know, the horses are so lucky because I, you know, when you go to events like that, you you see the other side of it, and you you realize you realize how many people are not doing that, and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> so.
0: yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Every yeah. time I think, oh, what's so special about what I do? I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, um. Yeah. And, you know, and Natia, I mean, you do a lot of performances in front of people and, and, you know, I just don't that much anymore and I haven't competed. I just knew Natia like lives in the quiet bubble of my paradise at home. And doesn't get out much. And then to go in that circumstance, you know, that kind of venue and everything. So I just, I just wanted to be really fair to her. And and since I was doing it bareback and bridalist, I thought, you know, it might be good to have a calm
1: horse. (laughs) Yeah, you did awesome. (laughs) I had so many people comment afterwards and like, you were always in the top three, like Roe V, My, my boy and your boy, your mayor were like some of the favorites. And the cool thing is, is we weren't really always doing necessarily the most fancy thing. It was just like people, people can really tell when you love your horse and you have that connection with your horse and you're having fun. So, I think yeah. that that's really cool. That's given me a lot of confidence over the years, not not necessarily always riding the fanciest horse, but when you have a partnership with a horse, people like not even non-horse people can really tell and that's that means more to me than doing necessarily all the fancy things. So,
0: yeah, yeah I I agree and and I think you were you went after me and I remember like respectfully bringing Natia back to the barn and making sure she's okay. And then like running, to try to get back and catch, catch yours. And I, I came in um, to see the last part of it. And then, you know, it's to beauty and the beast and you get off and you, you know, you like kneel in front of your horse. And I'm like, okay, I'm crying now. <laughs> I know he's I mean, you me. did that in like one minute. <laughs> like, it was I so give, pretty.
1: It gives kisses. So I, I, people love it. It's the simplest thing. You know, I have a big skirt and I do a little twirl and I kneel down and I make my kiss noise and he reaches his little neck out and gives me a kiss and everyone just loves it. So cute. Of course, likes to do it too. But, um, you know, just cute little things you add in over the years that, uh, you know, just it it just is the crowd loves it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you said, you know, that you clearly love your horse and, uh, yeah, you and I, I think we're the only ones who went out and hit the trails. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, can we get our horses out of the stalls? Like, I'm like Sandra, there's trails. Yeah. I'll put that in air quotes. There's trails. And, um, yeah. So we went out on an adventure and found some beautiful, beautiful little paths to go on. And, uh, Yeah, helped our horses pull the Spanish moss off the trees. And it was a good time.
1: They loved it.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so I'm happy to have you here. Well, for lots of reasons, but I think you're just really, really unique. (laughs) And in in stalking you on your website and reading more about you, you know, the, the art background, acting modeling you know to see you in some youtube the videos you posted like look she's in a commercial you know modeling design like designing your own jewelry and clothes and you know then of course the the riding and you currently now do like art on horseback you teach your horse to paint you do fantasy photo shoots you do musical freestyles and you teach and you train you know so i wanted to you know, talk about some of the details of those things definitely later on, um, and how you help people with them. But I'd love to hear a little more of the story of how all these interests sort of evolved. How did that start? And how did you manage to, um, to do all those different things? You know, so many people would be happy if they find one thing that they can love and do and pour their heart into. And, um,
1: yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely have the typical, like, you know, as a kid, you fall in love with horses and it's like very evident that you have the horse bug, you know, and and you're obsessed. And so I was definitely obsessed. I rode all the time. I was very lucky to ride in a program where, you know, you pay... For the month, and you ride as much as you want, and you learn how to train. You ride all these different horses, and I was really lucky that 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 trainer did like this little like equestrian theater on the side, uh, or incorporated it into the lessons. And we competed in dressage, but every year we would have this like almost like a recital, you know. And we would ride to music. We had costumes. We painted the arena like a theater, and and I used to teach the quadrille classes for all the kids, and it was so much fun, but. In my mind i was i'm very kind of type a so i was like i wanted to go to the olympics i was like i am going to compete grand prix i'm going to be a judge i'm like super serious and i like rode and i was very serious like you can't imagine i was always like had like a serious face all the time and i was on a schedule and i like rode 10 horses a day and i was like very driven and that's all i did um but I was always stressed out. I'd never, like, competing was always very stressful, trying to chase scores, you know, and I, I never had any fun with that. The only time I ever had fun riding was when we did our equestrian theater, which I actually still was a little stressed out because I had all this pressure in my mind of what I needed to do. Um, but, you know, that's through high school and in my 20s and whatever. And then I was um, going to compete Grand Prix and the horse I was riding actually colicked and died and then another horse i was riding that year also like died of a great you know tragic thing and it just all these things happened and then i got bucked off and i was injured really badly and so the whole year was like it jumped me off track of like where my trajectory it took a a lot to get me off that trajectory of like trying to go to the olympics and be serious (laughs) so um so alternately this whole time i've always been an artist and I had my own little artsy things on the side, but I kind of kept them really separate. And then when the horse, when the horses, I was basically like, I didn't, I was having an identity crisis. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I saw these videos. Um, You probably know Sabine Shoe, Carrie. She yes. like, used to perform a lot with Frisians and I was just like wow Wow. I was like that's why I'd never ridden a Frisian before I'd ridden thousands of horses and never ridden a Frisian and I was like fascinated with like training horses for the movies and like things like that and so I got inspired by some of her videos and I was like okay like if i continue riding i it, it's got i'm going to perform with a frisian that's what i want to do and like 3 weeks later i found my frisian and you know it's all like meant to happen and fate and he was my heart horse and but he was really hard and he was really abused and difficult and so that was a whole journey on its own um But he taught me a lot of how to just basically go into myself as like, what is true to me? And it was really hard. It was a very hard transition to go from one thing to, from one thing where you think you're expected to do something as far as like as a trainer, like as a dressage trainer, you think you need to be one way and you need to be in control and you need to know everything. You know what I mean? Um, And then go to, (laughs) okay, now I'm... I'm, you know, I'm a dressage trainer, but now I'm like artsy fartsy and I do Liberty and I do, you know, tricks and like, you know, and then I just got to the point where I did not care anymore. So I've got to, you know, I love how you
0: use a different voice for the dressage trainer and then the artsy person.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, people who know it. me now, I I'm, I'm usually very happy. And, and I realized like, it was so funny when I was growing up, my friend Lydia was an amazing rider and she would like She didn't have any expectations and she would just kind of giggle and ride her horse. And she had this, rode this little Arabian who had no talent whatsoever. I'm on an actual warm blood and I am training every day and I am like serious and I'm gonna get the scores I need, you know? We'd go to a show and I would totally bomb all the time. I just had so much stress on myself. And then she just like, la, 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 go right in on this little horse and get like a pretty good score for him. And it really taught me that like horses like light energy. They like it when you laugh. They They know what your intentions are. They know what you're thinking. They know if there's all that stuff going on between you and them. So now I like really talk to my horse a lot but then and i laugh and i make jokes and i listen to music and most of that is not necessarily what you're saying it's just it's just the energy the horse can feel it and you know but then you can also go on the flip side of being a little too i can get a little too excited and a little too energetic so then it's like okay, let's go to nappy time, you know, and now I'm, I'm your calm, you know, kindergarten teacher. And we're just gonna, you know, walk around the ring and no big deal. You know, you kind of like, you, you're you an actor a little bit, as long as you feel what you're doing, you know, so I, I know, you know, all this, but it's just kind of fun, you know, to be able to explain it.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's cool to, um, to have you related to acting because, you know, we think about being with horses, we have to be authentic, but the reality is we have to be different people for different horses and in different moments so that we can meet them really where they are. And, you know, depending on who you are, it can feel uncomfortable, um, being that lighthearted and, and fun, or it can feel uncomfortably be, being that like, Hey, this you know right. yeah, or you know to be able to be to a horse like I got you even if you're freaking out on the inside and you're scared so no I think the acting I think we all are acting in order to be um who the horse needs us to be so, right
1: but yeah. horses, horses will know when you are you have to be clear because the horses will know what's under the surface, right? They are a mirror to our, inner, to our, our fears. Mm-hmm. So you could act like you're all confident, but if you're really like scared to, to death, you know, the horse yeah. <laughs> will know it, you know, for sure. So you have to kind of like act your way to feel it, but yeah. like, or at least just feel like you have different personas that you can like tap into.
0: Well, maybe and- that's the key because it's um, because I definitely agree with the authenticity. It's the different personas to be able to flow, flow from. And so i I feel like I can, I can be like with my horse Ovation, he's like a Labrador Retriever. So I'm kind of at with him in that mode. But then for another horse like atomic is so different and I have to be, you know, a a different version of myself. Maybe that's it, right? So it's all parts of me, but to be able to have that range and that awareness and, and I'm sure through your creativity and to be able to like step outside yourself and like, oh, now I'm going to be this other way. I think it's super helpful to have that kind of flow
1: yeah definitely i mean and 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 it's never ending that's why riding is like mastering you're not only mastering your body language and your and then your energy and then being staying in the moment and then on top of that it's different all the time and every horse is different so and and then you kind of get stuck you know, I get like at, at our, as we get older, we kind of get stuck in a rut. Like, you know, so then sometimes it's fun. Like I'll actually pretend I'm someone else. Like, Oh, I'm that trainer over there. Like, what would mm-hmm. I do if I never met this horse before in my life? You know, my own personal horse, I used to get on him and be like, okay, I'm this trainer today. And and like, sometimes I would get a completely different reaction. It'd be really interesting information not always the best information or (laughs) positive but you know like it kind of gives you like uh parameters of like Mm -hmm. what your horse needs because because you'll notice like a kid will ride a horse and it bops around totally chill and like you know all happy and then like the trainer or the owner adult amateur rider gets on it and the horse is like all blocked up and, and grinding its teeth and not, and the rider doesn't even maybe look like he's doing anything wrong. It's just the energy's different, you know, so it's kind of interesting, you know, to, to have that mentality a little bit.
0: I actually use a technique for, um, I've used it a lot for people who are not confident or second guessing themselves. Like they're not afraid but they're just second guessing themselves and the horses kind of needing someone to go yeah that's it or let me help you and so i do this thing where i say now um impersonate you know pretend you're an actress and you're playing the part of a famous olympic rider
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and british i use i always pick british i don't know why <laughs> you're a famous british you know uh former olympian uh and now you're doing a demonstration teaching the basics on this horse and I want you to narrate, I want you to teach me. <laughs> yeah. It changes everything. That's great. Yeah, no, I can uh, totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it's like, and then it just goes, and now, well, that didn't work. And so now I'm going to do this. you like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's a teaching moment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and I love what you said about there was a moment there's a moment you you said where you just stopped. You didn't care anymore. Can you talk more about that? Because I have my interpretation of that. Um, But I love to hear you, like at some point you just didn't care anymore. Like what was it that you weren't caring about anymore that made the difference?
1: Yeah. I think, I think I got to the point where I was with my particular horse and he was so difficult and I just, he kind of, I felt like I was being humiliated all the time. Like, you know, not even like in front of people, but just like at the barn, like I'd try something, it wouldn't work. I'd try another thing and it wouldn't work. Like, like, uh, I don't even know or an example, but it seemed like everything I tried to teach him did not work until I finally just kind of was like, well, that did, you know, I give up. And then like a month later, he just kind of do it on his own. And I'm like, wait, that's what I was, that's what I was asking for. What did I do? Or how can I backtrack and put a cue on that, you know? And it was just like, he, he just kind of taught me how to think a lot differently. And then I was finally like, it took years. Like I had him for over 10 years and it was still at the end, he was still always doing that to me as far as like, oh, you think you know what you're doing? You don't, you know, like we got to think differently about this. So um, whenever I would just kind of like not have expectations and just kind of try to read him as best as I could and not have a timeline and whatever, like then it would like happen later, you know, so it taught me how to kind of let go and be like, okay, I can have goals and stuff like that, but let's go more in the flow and things sometimes magically happen or something spontaneous. Like he he did so many tricks that I was able to put a cue on that I would have never thought to teach him. He made them up and then i was like oh that's cool since we already had we already had a language of how to train tricks he would make something like he did this really cool thing where he wiggled his lips and i was able to get him to do it on command it was the funniest thing and he'd never done that ever before like it wasn't like something he did in the barn all the time it would just happen spontaneously out of like a per- like we were performing at the equine affair like in this little trick training demo and he just like put his head up and shook his lips and i was like Oh my gosh! Like, what was that? (laughs) You know, and so then, like, it was just kind of neat. He just like did things like that. So it just it took me to a whole different place. And and but people started to really respond to our relationship, and they could tell that he was tricky, but they could tell that he loved me and that we had this thing together, and they loved his story. So I really learned that like people want to connect to the realness of the connection and this not so much about the fancy stuff about being perfect and having him show at a certain level or whatever it's more about Is the horse looking like he's having fun? And he's only going to have fun if I'm having fun. So I'm like, okay, well, let's have some fun. You know, so um, it kind of at that point, then I started to get more confident in just doing my own thing and instead of doing what other people thought I should do. Um, But I had a lot of anxiety riding my horse in front of other people or trying to learn the tricks or something with people watching that had opinions and people who were watching that I had ridden with before and didn't know all this stuff. And they just had, they had opinions about it. And I'm like, it it was like, really, it it was really like hard physically, uh, mentally, you know, I had my horse, but I just felt like I was in this little, I had to like hide, you know. So then, you know, it was much better once I was able to just kind of be like, I don't care. I don't care what you think. Yeah, my my horse and I'll do our own thing. And, you know, whatever. (laughs) And then I started to get attention, you know, good attention for it. And that, boosted my confidence so
0: it helped well thank you for sharing sharing that it's something that i can i can relate to that and i know a lot of people out there can relate to that feeling of you know people watching and the standard and and everybody has a different standard and slightly different rules and things that they're looking for and time and time and time again i learned the same lesson of um just drop drop expectations and not worry so much about shoulds and just be there with my horse and between my horse and me, like, what are we going to do and to be here? And I think it's a really tricky dance to do that and sort of go somewhere and aim, aim to do something specific, right. To advance somehow in your training or to build on things um, while at the same time, um, sort of being unattached. It's very Buddhist, you know, to be yeah. to be unattached to the outcome while you're doing something and trying to be excellent at it. And you are excellent at plenty of stuff. So um, it's really interesting to hear you um, talk about that.
1: Well, it's kind of like and- definitely the art on horseback that I do. That is very much like what you're talking about because performing with that, I mean, I did it for years just hiding by myself I didn't want to I was like it's not good enough he's not doing high enough movements or it's not in my mind it wasn't as good as it could be so I just I didn't I didn't put myself out there for a really long time and then finally I started doing it a little bit and you know I was like oh my god you know like creating art in itself in motion on the horse and I paint a horse while I'm riding the horse and then you're performing it's like everything goes wrong, basically, you know, or can, my boss... can I stop?
0: Can I stop you right there? I want to in, <laughs> interrupt you because you're kind of just like, yeah, I do this thing. So I want to make sure it's really clear. <laughs> so Sandra does, you do so many different things. So you were talking about tricks and things like that. So Sandra has taught her horses how to paint. So you have one thing that you do where you teach your horse, holds a paintbrush, gets the paint, puts it on the canvas, and they're actually... So I think pretty darn gorgeous. And and you have a course, like you put together a course and you can find on your website where you can teach your horse how to paint. But then what you kind of just casually said here was like, yeah, I'm creating art uh, on horseback. So she's got this like huge canvas, 9, 10 feet tall or something. And she's riding her horse with a paintbrush in her hand and riding past the canvas or piaffing next to the canvas or... You know, somehow being near the and as she's riding, she's painting, and creating a painting of a horse while you're riding a horse. So I just wanted to make sure everybody <laughs> really look at that. Photo. And you know, <laughs> and I remember, I remember when we were playing in in the business mastermind. At one point, I'm like, Sandra, do you know? Because you were saying, oh, I don't really want to show anybody this. I don't. And I was like, Sandra, do you know anybody else, like in the whole world? that does that? She's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think you should do that in public more. <laughs> anyway, So I interrupted you, but go ahead. Now people have a, a picture of what this is.
1: Yeah. And it's actually, if, if you um, are familiar with working equitation, um, it's kind of similar to that, like the way the horse is ridden with one hand. Um, I ride my horse bitless too, with a little cross under bitless bridle, and he's he's just the he's the perfect personality. He's not a fancy horse; he doesn't have big trot, fancy suspension. He's really kind of like kind of small and compact, and so like his personality is just perfect for it. He loves performing. He's so reliable, so I don't even have to really think about him. He really is like an extension of me so it's not like i'm like oh my god i oh i gotta balance him oh and i gotta do this and i gotta do that and i gotta do the brushstroke you know he's usually lets me just kind of really focus on the painting and he'll turn and i'll do figure eights and a little flying change and then a halt back up and he's really good and uh i i've only done it with him so it's very it may just end up being something special that we shared together Um, I'm not sure, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's not going to be something I just do with every horse. But, Mm -hmm. um, when I do the art, like a lot of times I would, I would be like, oh, this is what I picture what I want it to look like. And I would start painting and I'm like, oh my God, that didn't, that didn't land where I wanted it to, or that didn't go where I wanted to. Oh my goodness. It's going to look terrible. You know? And so then I was like, okay, we need to just work with the mistakes here. And so then I would like, I'd use my skirt and I'd stand there and rub it, something out, you know, and so my I have paint all over me and then I'll like use water and throw water at it to make it drip. And, and then I was like, okay, let's just take the first brush strokes and, and see where they land and then try to go from there. So like total adaptation to the entire thing as it's going. And that's something that my Frisian horse, when I did the Liberty, it was like every day he had something like, oh, today I don't, feel like I want a Spanish walk today, even though that's his favorite thing yesterday. So we would be in a performance and, you know, and I have and I I have an idea of what we're gonna do, but usually in the moment, especially if you're at liberty and doing bridalists, things definitely don't ever go the always the way you plan it because you don't have as much fine tuning so you have to have like basically this is routine A and then if this happens at this moment I have two other options <laughs> and then I'm going to go down this road and then we're going to ride this routine instead and we'll change this over here but you have to be like you have to be so in the moment with your horse if you're too much stuck in the routine or too much like thinking about what everyone else is thinking then you're just going to freeze and and get all upset but i also learned you got to just smile smile even <laughs> if something goes wrong because <laughs> nobody else knows
0: what your plan was
1: <laughs> i mean hey if you fall off as long as you're not hurt just take a bow and get back on the audience thinks it's <laughs> hilarious so you know i don't you know, sometimes like the horse, like if he wouldn't do what I wanted, I just kind of turn to them and be like, "Oh, oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know," kind of have that cute face, and then I kind of storm off, like I'm acting like I'm mad, and and everyone just thought that was funny, and so then it becomes like, okay, horses are real life animals, you know, you can't, you know, it, it that's the difference. Like you watch some performances, and the horse is literally doing exactly what the person wants him to do, but they have a look on their face and you know that they're, you know, not they there's no option for them. There's no option to do the dance with you. It is just I do what I'm told kind of thing. So so most people can sense the difference. Um and so I would prefer if my horse had an opinion sometimes.
0: <laughs> I I'm similar. I love that. Take the first brush stroke and then you know see where you go from there. I think that can apply to paintings and you know, when you come out and you feel, you know, you, you think of what your horse was yesterday. And so you can make some assumptions and have a grand plan. And then sometimes they show you in that first, first brush stroke what, you know, what they feel like doing that day. And, and maybe it's different, but sometimes you can find something you wouldn't have found if you right. just did the original plan.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I I definitely do believe things happen for a reason, and if you follow your intuition, the more clear you are, you will come to what you want. You just might the journey just might be very different than you expect, but that should be the fun part, I think. And and the more you start to like that, it's a little bit easier to not feel like a failure <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, guess, I mean, so you could be doing something really incredible, but but you get in your own world, and someone else might think, "Oh my God, I could never do that." But then in your world, you're like, "Oh, it could be better. It could be better." It didn't do this. He didn't do that. And then, you know, and you don't enjoy it for what it what it is. So I always try to go. I try to when I get frustrated, I'm like, "Okay, if I was seven years old, when I was seven years old, and I was obsessed with horses." Like if I saw me right now, I would be very excited and impressed. So I'm like, that's all I need. Like I go to Briar Fest and perform with my horse and I'm like, that's my goal. I'm like, I just want to inspire these, these kids to be like, to see something that they've never seen before so that they know the possibility as they you know, to see me paint on horseback like them, you know, they're lucky they're seeing it when they're 10 years old. You know, so then maybe their thought process will be a little more open and a little bit more creative as they get older, you know, whereas I didn't see that when I was a kid. So, you know, it's just kind of that that's sort of more of like, you know, the the purpose of what I like to to do is just to inspire people to be more creative in their own way. They don't have to do it the way I do it. Just do it the way they want, you know, and be courageous to try it. You know, Um, definitely takes a lot of courage. (laughs)
0: Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom I think is always the best deal and for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one-week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. I love that, and I love the feeling of of like, if I was the seven-year-old version of me, I mean, I, that's something I try to do. Well, I don't even have to try that hard. You know, I'll be riding around. And I'm like, this is so freaking cool, you know? Like, how lucky, how lucky, anytime you're on a horse, you know? How lucky am I? I know, I know. I'm on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> What's that song? I'm on a boat. <laughs> I have to make one for horses. Yeah. Uh, so, so a, a huge theme through through your your being i guess i could say is this this um creativity right if there is i think one word if i had to pick one word to describe you would be you know creative or creativity you are practicing creativity in so many ways and i think um creativity is something that i've heard people say it's one of those things where people are like oh i'm a creative person and then other people are like oh i'm just not a creative person Mm -hmm. um but i think i think you know everybody is creating all the time right everybody is creating their day and creating their experience in so many ways so um what would be your advice for somebody who maybe? would describe themselves as not a creative person or, oh, I was, I wish I could be creative. Like, what are some things you could say to them to help bring out the, and and maybe the first question is, you know, why is creativity important or how is it important in, in your horsemanship and training? And then, and then how do we, how do we do it if it doesn't come naturally?
1: I think that the nice thing about, you know, creative goals is that it, it gives you something different. Like it's not just what everybody else is doing, because if you don't resonate with competing or you don't resonate with a certain type of training and you just want to have fun and be deepen your bond with your horse there's so many options now and that's kind of where the creativity is is like maybe you're not necessarily creative like an artist but you want to be creative like maybe you'll ride working equitation, or maybe you'll try like um you know western dressage or or freestyles or something like i i think that most people like the people that say they're not they're not creative they usually have a secret dream or goal You know, like, you know, I I want to, you know, do a photo shoot and my horse be a unicorn and I'm a princess or something, you know, like, and they might not say it out loud, but usually people have something that they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Right. So I feel like that's kind of your intuition saying, go that direction. You know, you might not necessarily end up at that particular area but you you know if you just kind of explore and play with things you know things that you're interested in that's kind of more what creativity is it's not necessarily like you know I when I had the inspiration to combine painting and art it took me two years before I actually tried it I had to think about it and like I'm like I don't know if that's even a thing or what how could I do that and like you know so it, it was like perplexing, but it was challenging. So, you know, something where like y- you may have no idea how you're going to get there, but you just have an idea and like you just kind of go that direction and and just let yourself play with it and follow people that you resonate with and, and not necessarily like if you have a bad feeling about something or you you're just really stressed out about it, then, you know, try different things. And I think that that's more the creativity. I don't think people, people can be just as creative, you know, in, in a, like a competitive environment, you know, it could be, you could be kind of like creative, how you blend different techniques together, you know, and looking at the horse from a different perspective, you know, and doing the groundwork and do it, you know, kind of like what you do with the dressage naturally, that's creative because you're not just thinking in one tunnel in one avenue. So, you know, it doesn't have to be art and it doesn't have to be something that's, you know, seen usually as creative. I mean, even just making fun videos with your horse is creative, you know, (laughs) anything that's hard, I think is creative. (laughs) Well,
0: I was going to say problem solving. Yeah. Right. So anytime that you've got a a problem, so it could be like, huh, how am I going to get this horse to do this you know on this kind of day and keep his attention like anytime you're just being a little creative um you're trying something different a different warm-up let me try a different warm-up well you just created a different warm-up let me do this first and then that so i think to um you know it helps to point out to people when they're already being creative because i'm sure people if they don't think they're artistic but they're probably solving a million problems a day <laughs> and not realizing like that is um a part of creativity
1: yeah. And not let, and not getting stuck. Like, I mean, we all get stuck, but if you go, like, if you just think the way you've done it is the way it should be done. That's why it bothers me. You know, trainers who they won't, um, adapt to the horse. They just like, well, that horse doesn't fit my method. So you need to get a different horse or uh, that horse, something's wrong with the horse. Right. Instead of really exploring, is there something about my technique that's not working or, you know, no one is right all the time. So, you know, but, it's very hard to sift through all the information as well. So you kind of have to figure out like what resonates with you, because what might work for one person might not work for you, but it doesn't mean it's wrong for that person. You know, it's it's not necessarily, you know, I, I don't want people to feel like just riding one way or feeling a certain way is going to work for everybody. You just have to kind of take bits and pieces of what what you like, and then just take little tiny actions towards those things. Because I feel like, you know, most people just get really stuck because they're worried or they don't want to try something, but usually the first few times you try, it's not going to go that great. So (laughs) just, you know, try again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I think you said, you know, to make sure you're around, you said something about around other people who are going to welcome creativity. Right. And so not be the, like, that's not the way it's done, (laughs) you know? To like just oh, make sure there's an environment where you can try doing things a little bit differently, just just for fun, and it might you might find a a, a way that works even better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think finding your tribe is what they say. And I had a hard time finding a good tribe for a long time because I was like, I don't, I don't know what I am. <laughs>
0: so. Well, you're the kind of person who creates a tribe around you, right? For all the other weirdos out there who yeah. have paint on their dress when they're riding their horse or who teach their horse to pick up things. And then, wow, we could have them stick it in a bucket of paint and then aim it for a canvas and, and all these <laughs> things. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, that's what was fun when I was in the mastermind and like, you know, it's all, you know, your, your group of people is very similar to the people that I tend to attract for myself too. It's like, people who who are searching for more than just you know making the horse do something you know mm-hmm. or getting a score at a show or this or that they want the connection they want it's a lifelong art form rather than just you know trying to fix something so yeah. I think I think it's great I loved it
0: cool and uh speaking of community so um you were sharing with me that you're you're building quite a community, um, in a Facebook group around musical freestyles which is really cool because it it's um sort of uh, there's a lot of people who only want to compete so that they can do the musical freestyle right it's like that's right. the fun part and for people who are really you know more competitive minded it just it's a new challenge i mean it's it's a and it's something you can compete at so i think it's a really cool um place for you to be because you can sort of bring, bring a couple of different worlds together. And so you've been doing that. You've got a pretty nice, big, active Facebook group around it, and you've got some um, resources around musical freestyle. So yeah, maybe can you talk a little bit about um, why somebody might want to do a musical freestyle and um and, and then how to how to do it because it's not so easy.
1: No, no, it's not so easy. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of experience doing my own competition freestyles, but then also, you know, my passion is really the exhibition and performing, but really the process is the same. It's just in competition, you just have more parameters to work around with the required movements. Exhibition, you have a little bit more freedom, you know, in costumes, creating a story and stuff. But it, it's like the elements of it are very similar: creating the choreography and like editing your music, and you know, matching the music to the horse, and all those basics. Like people, I, I you know, I, I'm not like you know, I'm not an Olympic award-winning freestyle designer, but I, everybody would always say to me, like, I just don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed and I, I need some help. And I would try to find things online and I just really didn't find a whole lot. So I started doing little eBooks on like choreography for different levels and like creating these little downloads and stuff. And then, um, and I wrote a book, like uh, it's with the same, I think it's the same publisher you have, or is a a freestyle and, um, you can get on Amazon or on my website and it kind of goes through the whole process. And then I have a whole section for exhibition and people can learn to ride to music, like in a better way to just for fun, you know, just training. It doesn't even have to be for competition or for performance. Um, so, so I kind of cover all those things and just kind of have fun with it. And then the freestyle group, it's like a, it's a free Facebook group and I've started doing like, lives and answering questions and we have different topics and I'll start doing interviews and just, it's really fun. Everybody's super helpful, ask tons of questions and you learn a lot and you can post videos and people will give you feedback. So, um, it's a really great community. It's very positive. And, um, so I'm, I'm continuously creating things. I'm trying to create an online course. So take a little while, but I'm, you know, I'm working on it because I know people really want it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So yeah, if you're in the Facebook group, you'll you'll get access to you know to me and asking questions and just getting inspired. I think is a, is a lot of fun. So um, I'm sure Karen will include all the links in the show notes. Yeah, note.
0: yeah, we'll we'll put everything in the show notes. Um, is is what's the name of the group? Just in case someone's listening and they forget to go back and look at the show notes. Is it easy to find on Facebook? Yeah,
1: it's Create a Dressage Musical Freestyle. <laughs>
0: That's a good name. Yeah, <laughs> very clear, <laughs> smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a great idea because I think you, like you mentioned before, there's so many people who have a secret wish, right? It's like, oh, I always would like to do something like that, but just like you, sometimes it can sit there for years and years because you don't know what the first step is, right? Yeah. Or you're you're just. You, you know sometimes it's nice to be in the group and like see what somebody else did and get ideas or just know like well where do you start do you start with the choreography do you start the music do you start and um it's so nice to have a resource to help people get started and then once you're in it you know there's a lot of decisions like well which music is better for this horse like this music or this music and right. wouldn't it be nice to have somewhere to go to you know get some feedback on that
1: Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of fun. And, and that's, that's, I kind of cover that like first step DIY aspect of it. And then, you know, when people get the hang of it, they can create, you know, more advanced freestyles or like they'll create their own, like maybe they make a training level freestyle. And then the next year they're all set and they can make their own first level freestyle. And it's kind of like just learning the skills that take them into the future. But I love helping people that are like, I don't know what to do you know, the first steps. Um, and that's what my book is helpful for. And I have blog posts on everything. And so that's basically, um, that I I like to be the freestyle, like DIY girl is what I like to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. Ah, well, where, where else can people, um, find you or learn more about you, Sandra?
1: Yeah, they can um, find me. I'm on Instagram. It's under my name official, and then I'm on TikTok, especially with the art videos. Like if you want to see those, I'm artist on TikTok and then I do have um, I'm on Facebook and my website is beginthedance.com and it has all the stuff and the links to the uh, you know, blog and ebooks and and the painting course and all sorts of information is on my website as well. So pretty easy to find if you just type my name in but you have to type it in correctly because it's got weird spelling <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah so make sure you check the show notes for the spelling of the name while it's in yep. the title here it'll be in the title of this podcast so we'll make it easy to find yeah I still I admit I still have to look twice
1: <laughs> I know I know it's
0: <laughs> but okay. I've got a funny name people and I'm
1: happy that. like if people send me dms on anything I, I you know I do on my own social media so you can just send me a message and say hi it's no you know just reach out it's no big deal and you know if you have questions or anything that'd be great
0: that's awesome so Sandra if if uh if you could have a billboard <laughs> and have a message to the world and put it on a billboard or maybe for you some neon lights or I don't know sky writing, something you know more creative than a billboard uh, <laughs> What would you, and I, and I, I didn't ask you this ahead of time, so I'm putting her on the spot here. It doesn't have to be a perfectly crafted sentence, but you know, it's a big billboard. Yeah. What, what's your message? What's your message to people?
1: I think a lot of it is what we were talking about, the creativity, but like, you know, uh, tapping into your intuition as best you can. And that's like shedding the layers and going a little deeper um, and letting your horse help you like using your horse as your way of connecting with yourself. Uh, you know, we all think our horses are our therapists, and they really are, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I think like just taking away the stress of like, I'm not good enough or feeling overwhelmed. Like just let the horse be your safe space of like, even if all you do is go in the stall and you just are reflecting, feeling what you feel and your energy, and journaling and things like that. Like that's always very helpful and it also helps with everything we talked about. So I think, you know, the horse really is a mirror for you and, and it's a way for you to, it's a journey, you know, it's not just a goal. It's like, it's a relationship, you know, it's like with your horse, it's like being married. You know, got <laughs> uh, you know. like you to you work at it, but you also have to, you know, be your own self and <laughs> Yeah.
0: But worth it. And, you know, when when you, for anybody who gets to see uh, Sandra with her horses, um, what you just said is super clear that you you live that. I mean, the, the connection you have with your horse that I saw, you know, in person was just unmistakable. And um, I just so nice to see that. Uh, that there's other people out there having <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of hopefully healthy <laughs> relationship know, right? with a horse. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of what I live for. And uh, it's what gets me up every day. And uh, it seems the same for you. So super yeah, fun to
1: be the same behind closed doors as you are in public. You know, like there's nothing like, you know, there's nothing you're hiding. You know, trying to be yourself. You know, even if you're not doing a good job, but but just being able to recognize, like, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm okay with it. It's not, you know, like, you can make apologies or whatever, or you can explain yourself. But just being okay with that, it doesn't have to be always perfect. You know, you just do your best and be happy with it and try to connect with the right people. And it'll all work out in the end.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll have to have you back on here again in the future.
1: Now, when we get you to do your photo shoot with the costume.
0: Oh <laughs> Sandra knows that I have a little thing of I have I have costume resistance. Yeah. However, <laughs> I might be starting to reform because the, the other yeah, the other thing that Sandra does is these like fantasy photo shoots, right? And she has this like billowy stuff blowing in the wind yeah. and, and the lighting and the and, you know, I have to admit, part of, you know, most of me is like, yeah, whatever. And, the, but lately I'm like, maybe I would like to be pretty. <laughs> 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 <Where> the... <laughs> we
1: need to we try need
0: to. that. So if that ever happens, if Sandra ever gets me in a costume and I <laughs> allow her to point a camera at me, you guys and will see then, it, but.
1: And then we'll talk about it.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. For that. For that. <laughs> I'll share a little inside secret um, for the Iberian showcase, uh, Tina, who she was one of the the visionaries for it and the organizers. She had the song picked out for me and she's like, and we could dress you up as a a forest nymph and we can, I'll give you a bodysuit. Like a nude colored bodysuit, and then we'll sew leaves onto it. I went, There's no way in hell. There's no way I'm going to be a forest nymph in a bodysuit with leaves. And that's what I went, Oh, Tina, here's a song that I really like. Can I just ride to this one and wear like (laughs) britches? So as long as you don't, you know, get too crazy.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I was just thinking like, you know, a pretty dress and a skirt and, you know, like something kind of cool going on, you know, get even wear a wig if you want to. Well, That's always fun. Okay.
0: Someday <laughs> we'll, uh, here, here's my promise. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you, I'll, I'll play with you one day. If you can put up with me, I'll play with you one day. With...
1: We should do something, try something with like, you know, if you have a, uh, Horses that can go at liberty together, like you know, just kind of naturally, it would be really cool to do something like almost slightly like medieval or like natural, kind of how you would be in like uh, was it sort of Scandinavian type, like something that's like earthy, but also like in a
0: bodysuit with leaves?
1: That's so no, not that, not that earthy. Okay, like (laughs) lots of clothing, lots of clothing, (laughs) but maybe like a corset and a cool like dress and then like. But it have it be very, you know, kind of sweet, and you're moving around with the horses, and not like posed. It's more of like natural, and having the horses moving with you, and you know, we could do okay. So. I'll, I'll trust your vision. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely could
0: use some help in this department. Every time I'm standing next to Sandra, I'm like, she's so pretty, and
1: uh, oops, I forgot to tuck in my shirt. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. All right. One day we shall play together.
1: Yes. That'll be fun.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you again. We'll see you next time.
1: I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
0: If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse. Move in harmony and enjoy the process.